Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, September 14th, 2023. National Hug Your Boss Day. Mm. Created by an online job site back in 2008, well before the Me Too movement and the overly PC culture that exists today. Personally, I would not recommend hugging your boss today, but you have to assess that situation for yourself. The National Hug Your Boss Day was initially created with the intention of improving workplace relationships. On the food calendar, today is hashtag National Cream Filled Donut Day. Most donut chains are celebrating with some kind of special or free cream filled donut. I will not be participating, surprisingly, after my weekend eating spree in New York. September 14th is also National Eat a Hoagie Day. Depending upon where you grew up, it may be a hero, which is what we call them in New York, a sub, submarine, or grinder. In fact, I put up a poll on X, you know, Twitter, at Radio underscore Marino. How long will we go on saying X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, or just keep calling it X and Twitter? And it's never going to be comfortable saying I sent an X like I sent a tweet. Anyway, radio underscore Marino. What do you call hoagies if you don't call them hoagies? You can also comment on X on the news in the podcast or just say hello. Let me know where you're listening, when you listen, any of the above. So in the news today, the nation's auto industry will go dark at midnight if a deal is not reached between the big three automakers and the United Auto Workers Union, which I warned you about last week when President Biden spoke to the UAW in Detroit or pandered to them for their endorsement, which, by the way, they have not yet given. Remember, it was the Obama-Biden administration that bailed out the industry with billions of dollars back in 2009. And also remember that Ford didn't take any of the government money. They should still be commended for that. The union is looking for a pay increase, of course, a return of benefits for new hires, and a four-day work week for their roughly 150,000 union members. Joseph Foudy is a professor at the New York University Stern School of Business. So you have Hyundai, Toyota, Honda, you have Nissan, BMW, um, Mercedes, uh, just to name a few, all producing typically in southern states with non-union workforces. And they have to worry, will they sort of price themselves out in competition with those other firms if they don't have to follow this, these rules? They're worried because to meet the union demands, they would eventually have to raise the prices of their cars, if not immediately. General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler say a 20% salary increase, which is what the unions are asking for, is a non-starter. 20%. Did you get a 20% raise this year? I doubt it. Did I get a 20% raise? Definitely not. Do you know anyone who got a 20% raise? I doubt it. And I will say in defense of the union, before y'all start snapping at me, once they negotiate this deal, it could be in place for several years. So if they get a 20% raise now, they may not get another raise for several years. Meanwhile, President Biden is in Largo, Maryland today talking about... Bidenomics is about building an economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. 
Yesterday, I told you the White House was going to send a letter to news organizations across the country in response to Speaker McCarthy's impeachment inquiry announcement of President Biden, saying, among other things, that there is no evidence of any wrongdoings by the president. Carl Higby, host of Frontline on Newsmax, was among the many as astonished as I was. I swear, just when you thought the Democrats couldn't get any more tone deaf, they go and send a memo to every major media network, including us, by the way, telling us what we should be covering. Fat chance, Ian Sams. He's the guy the White House brought in to run the campaign against Biden's impeachment. All right, this guy is the byproduct of getting picked last for kickball in, in school. He, this is the best they can do? A letter to Newsmax of all places on what they think we should be covering? Right. We're covering it all right, just not in the manner they probably hoped. He said it's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny on House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. This is hilarious. I I mean, honestly, what did you think my response to this was going to be? Sure, let me drop everything, including my morals, by the way, and say exactly what KJP wants me to say. You guys are unbelievable. He knows that even his own members weren't going to support this. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre putting all the focus on Kevin McCarthy in yesterday's heated White House briefing. First, we get more from Carl Higby. The same party that impeached Trump over a phone call where he asked if something was happening that we now know probably and definitely actually happened is telling us this, quote, Impeachment is grave, rare, historic, and Constitution requires treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Yes, it does! That is exactly what this inquiry is about. But if this is really your purity test, I mean, this is the hill you want to die on, apply it to Trump. You fools investigated him for like the better part of a decade and have not found one single thing of wrongdoing. Not one conviction you've been able to get out of your hundred million dollars of stupid investigations. Didn't stop you from charging him. But as you can say about your golden calf Biden, there's no smoking gun. These are the same people who called the Hunter Biden laptop disinformation. To date, we have concrete information that Joe Biden did, in fact, speak to his son Hunter about his business dealings. Hunter Biden claimed to have been in the room with his father demanding money from a Chinese party. A prosecutor was fired for investigating the natural gas company that, oh, Hunter Biden just happened to be on the board of. Over 150 suspicious activity reports regarding foreign transaction amongst members of the Biden family. One would be reasonable suspicion. Over 20 shell companies paying out more than $10 million to the Biden family, much of which they didn't pay any taxes on, by the way. And to top it all off, there are serious allegations that whistleblowers attempting to expose this corruption were disciplined, even fired. Our own Greg Kelly brought up something really interesting yesterday. Look at this. This is fascinating. From um, 2005 or so, South Carolina, Joe Biden is giving a political speech in South Carolina. Uh, Look who's watching Joe work the room. Joe is schmoozing everybody after the speech. See what we have shaded there? That's Hunter watching every step of the way. Hunter moves in. All right, he Hunter moves in as soon as it turns to business. So then Joe goes right back to schmoozing and watch the men step away to conduct business separately. You see it right there. That's how it worked. That's how it worked. (laughs) What more do you need? It's like clockwork. Nearly all the stories, though, in the establishment media. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe that the Republicans want to impeach Biden? Shocking. I know. 
Not one word from most of the media about things Biden has actually done to get to the point that the House would open an inquiry. Carl Higby is the host of Frontline, 5 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. And let's go back to Greg Kelly for more analysis on media coverage. How dare the Republicans even think about impeaching Joe Biden, right? Because after all, there is no evidence, zero. It's all been debunked. No evidence of any corruption. There's mountains of it, mountains of it, more than enough to justify an impeachment inquiry. You know, I can take it when Democrats, they want to play a partisan game, but when the media, they say there's no evidence, how about looking for some? What they haven't found is any evidence that President Biden, you know, did favors for Hunter Biden's clients or that he benefited in any way. There's been no evidence of ties to the president or any uh, evidence of any wrongdoing on the part of Joe Biden. There's no evidence so far that ties Joe Biden to any of this, uh, at least nothing that they have brought forward. There is zero evidence of any malfeasance on the part of President Joe Biden. It's everywhere you look. It's undeniable. This stinks. And for those smug reporters, a few of them in there, to just sit there and they're totally content, totally complacent, as if it must be presented to them. You know, what happened to Woodward and Bernstein going around, knocking on doors, looking through paperwork, right, trying to find the evidence? No, the media have become big, fat, dumb and stupid. Uh, More on the evidence, but now that the impeachment inquiry seems to be underway, the media, they have to cover it, right? Not really. (laughs) What they're going to do is cover the process of it all and try to make it somehow uh, a problem for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Some of the key questions, will Republicans vote to formalize the inquiry? All right. What's the other key question? Will impeachment placate McCarthy's conservative critics? You see, it's all about, you know, taking down Kevin McCarthy. No, this is about Joe Biden's alleged misconduct, possibly criminal misconduct, Hunter. In yesterday's White House press briefing, you know, where the press, the reporters, correspondents get to ask the press secretary questions about the president and the president's administration. New York Post correspondent Stephen Nelson was attempting to ask Corinne Jean-Pierre a legitimate question about the president's alleged connection to his son's business dealings, which she has repeatedly refused to answer. Nelson saying... Can you explain why the president interacted with so many of his son's foreign business associates? Then he pointed out that more than half of voters told CNN they believe the president was involved and he lied. You can't have a response to that, Nelson asked as Corinne walked out of the briefing. Again, Biden campaigned on having the most transparent administration in history. Chris Salcedo, host of the Chris Salcedo Show, returned from vacation yesterday and spoke about the impeachment inquiry with Texas Congressman Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who served as White House physician under President Obama and President Trump. Congressman, it is great to see you, sir. Uh, uh, Well, first off, Texas Democrats are out there claiming that the impeachments of Trump and Biden, they're they're not the same. Well, I guess I'm going to have to agree because I had a reason. There are mountains of evidence against Joe Biden, including him admitting on tape he did the deed and nothing but spin that the Democrats leveled against Trump. How do you see it? 
I see it the exact same way, Chris. You're absolutely right. I mean, there was nothing there that, that justified uh, an impeachment process uh, uh, either time for President Trump. Uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, they had nothing to hang their hat on. They were just, you know, making stuff up as they went along and they had this sham, uh, you know, uh, uh, this, this sham process that they put in place. Look, we're, we're doing the impeachment inquiry now. There's tons of stuff here. You know, there's the uh, there's the all the shell companies that we've uncovered right now. There's the millions and millions of dollars that have gone to members of the Biden family, including grandkids and things like that. Explain to me how you know how that happens there's the uh, the pseudonym uh, that uh, Joe Biden was using for emails and we find out that there's uh, thousands of emails uh, between this pseudonym uh, and uh, and Hunter Biden and uh, some of the, his uh, his uh, business associates there were supposedly recorded phone calls that we've heard about there's there are people that have testified uh, whistleblowers that have come forward and said they were they were part of these uh, conference calls where Joe Biden was calling there's just a mountain a absolute mountain of evidence of corruption against the the, the Biden crime family at this particular point in my mind, yeah. we have more than enough to impeach him right now. I mean, I don't even think we have to go down the process of an impeachment inquiry, but that's what we're doing. That's fine. We'll gather more information. We'll get more uh, documents released. It will give well, us a little more power to get some more information. But this this needs to end in an impeachment of, of Joe Biden. He's, he's probably the most corrupt president we've ever had. Well, the guy admitted he's been stealing classified information since 1974. He admitted he had classified documents in his possession, yeah. but I guess we don't have to look into that. That's Chris Salcedo, host of the Chris Salcedo Show with Congressman Ronnie Jackson of Texas, who I mentioned was the White House physician for Trump and Obama, which means he knows Joe Biden pretty well. In other news from the nation's capital, Utah Senator Mitt Romney announced that he will not seek re-election in 2024. I considered uh, my age and the fact that at the end of a second term I would be in my mid-80s. And I think it's time for guys like me to get out of the way and have people in the next generation step forward. Romney, who was the only Senate Republican to vote to convict former President Trump during both impeachment trials, suggested that President Trump and President Biden follow his lead. It would be a great thing if both President Biden and former President Trump were to stand aside and let their respective party pick someone in the next generation. Eric Bowling discussed it with Mike Huckabee. Can you weigh in very quickly to the other news today that I think that people were, were talking, buzzing about, certainly online. Mitt Romney said he's not going to run for re-election. I believe in 2025 is when his term is up. And he also made a, took a shot at both Biden and Trump saying, uh, I believe he said something to the effect of no one 80 years old or above should be president. Something along those, effect, th those lines, Mike. Well, with uh, Mitt Romney, no one even uh, who was 60 should have been president, as we now know. I'm just wondering, who will the Democrats get to try to replace Mitt Romney? Uh, maybe Utah will get a Republican this time. Let's hope so. And I hope that new Republican that gets elected in Utah is more in the spirit of Mike Lee, who is a great senator, and not the Mitt Romney that constantly made us go, what is he doing now? So good news from the, uh, from the Romney office today, for sure. And that is the sentiment of most Republicans that we've heard from. And the former Arkansas governor weighed in on New Mexico's governor who tried to temporarily suspend gun laws by temporarily suspending the Constitution, a move that was overturned by a judge yesterday. Good news. You know, you think about this, the judge with the Hunter Biden case, now a judge here, maybe the judge, the judge at the judge level, they're realizing what they're trying to do to us here. They're trying to steal our constitutions and upend the rule of law. Good news, right?
Absolutely great news, Eric. And, and I can't believe that a sitting governor honestly thought she could just suspend the Constitution. I was governor for nearly 11 years. It never occurred to me that the oath I took wasn't worth the paper it was printed on, and I could just make up stuff as I felt. I mean, this decision on her part was so bad, so stupid, put her out there all by herself where people of her own party were abandoning her. The most amazing thing was that Congressman Ted Lieu and gun advocate uh, David Hogg, two of the most anti-gun people in America, they even came out and said that you just don't get to suspend the Second Amendment because of something called health safety. So Grisham was really out there. What this judge did was the inevitable. Now, the real question, what consequences will she face? Will it be impeachment? Will it be just the embarrassment of being laughed out of the state and the, and the Capitol? Uh, but clearly the judge had done something that Grisham had not done. He actually read the Constitution and took a ninth grade civics class. There you go. There you go. Luhan Grisham is the governor there. There was a, a sheriff that in, you know, in, within 48 hours of Governor Grisham saying, I supersede the Constitution, and I'm going to take your Second Amendment rights away. It's my right. She was wrong. But the sheriff said no, but then she doubled down, and she pushed. And finally, a judge came in. I'm sure this is, this, this is going to be textbook, because it, it, it's important, because these are trial balloons, right, Mike? I mean, it's, it's not like she was going to actually. She wanted to see how far she could push it, not unlike what they did to us with COVID. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, I do think it was a boneheaded move on her part. I don't know who she got. Uh, advice from. Surely she has a chief legal counsel. There's no governor's office that doesn't have a room full of lawyers. And maybe she just didn't bother talking to him. But here's what I would tell you. I would love to be the Republican nominee to go up against her in the next election. That would just be the dream opportunity for a Republican running for governor in New Mexico. I think, uh, to borrow a, uh, a metaphor, maybe appropriate for this, I think she shot herself in the foot with a gun she didn't think she ought to have. Great commentary from Mike Huckabee, as usual, on another great edition of The Balance with Eric Bowling, weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And we go from New Mexico to Mexico, where the government held a UFO or UAP hearing of its own and actually presented alien remains, or at least alleged alien remains. Is this what we have all been waiting for? Mexico. You can't believe Mexico. Mexico claims that aliens, not illegal aliens, space aliens, have been here on Earth for at least a thousand years. Where have they been? Have they been sneaking across our border? Take a look at this. A, a journalist and a so-called ufologist, that's a UFOologist, you know, and presenting uh, two, he says, 1,000-year-old aliens, aliens, you know, the space kind, to Mexico's Congress, which I think is naturally where you'd take space aliens if you found them. He claims that uh, they were found fossilized in a cave in Peru, which is where you look for fossilized alien remains. And the extraterrestrials, as they're uh, being uh, called, have only three fingers. I think E.T. had three fingers and an opposable thumb. And uh, one of them is believed to have eggs and ovaries, which means the Democrats think it's a man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris Plant, host of The Right Squad with Mercedes Schlapp and Jen Pellegrino.
By the looks of him, I think he's on. ready to run for Senate here. <laughs> right in on Capitol Hill. There's an um, seat open in Utah. <laughs> there we there, go. Yeah, that's right. right. Hallelujah. Yes, there is. Yes. Um, everybody's looking forward to that. But it, I mean, it's like something out of like, remember like the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, sure. like all the oddball stuff. Like, I don't know. I think a display somewhere is, is missing, uh, perhaps. And- the Right Squad airs weeknights at 10 o'clock Eastern. You really need to see it to appreciate the conversation. But... It makes me think that perhaps Steven Spielberg, and if you're old enough to have seen the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or just if you've ever seen the movie, because you don't have to be that old, but it makes me think that Steven Spielberg should probably be subpoenaed, and we need to find out why he had all this government information long before anybody else. Close Encounters came out in the 70s. E.T. is an exact portrayal of what these alleged alien corpses look like in Mexico. What did Steven Spielberg know? Who did he talk to? That's what I'm thinking. Or was all of this so-called evidence based off of the Steven Spielberg movies? Who knows? Don't forget, you can watch The Right Squad and Eric Bowling, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, tonight, Greta, and every other Newsmax show on demand at Newsmax TV. Also, don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems. AT&T, Cox Cable, Comcast Spectrum, Fios, Xfinity, and many others, as well as your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Zumo, and more. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.